Hello, good day everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I'm your host Kevin Finkel, joined here with my two co-hosts. Hey everybody, uh, long time no see. This is Ryan. Uh, I am the Cardboard Samurai out of the Tokyo area of Japan and... Yeah. Uh, other co-hosts? Yeah, it's a boy Ashiak. Yeah, it feels weird doing this like bi-weekly. Like I'm used to talking to y'all a lot more. So, you know. I, just... I mean, we could... Thank you for bringing up that it's bi-weekly because if yeah. somebody's, you know, just listening through our backlog, they're going to be like, why did Ryan say it's been yeah. a long time? We heard him on the last episode and on the next one. And, and I just want to point that out again. You know, we, we all have our events and things that we're doing. I went to like, uh, I didn't have a chance to go to God of Pioneer, but I went to uh, Pioneer Admiral ship in town, and, and I think Ashek, you had an event you went to recently too. Yeah, I went to the Toronto RC that we'll be talking about later, and it'll be fun to try to you know relive the relive my woes of the RC. I'll tell them then. Yeah, so yeah, we, and I went to my hmm. computer seat and played some Diablo. There we go. <laughs> so that, I mean, and, that takes up time too, and that's important though, right? I mean, it's it's cool that you know we are we still enjoy talking about Pioneer, but we do need our time to kind of you know take care of other things like our, you know, Magic the Gathering events or just relaxing. So we will be back once everything gets busier after, uh, you know, the uh, the summer lull. Um, but um, until then, I have a, a interesting topic for you guys. Uh, we have been talking about Boros Convoke and stuff recently. And uh, one of the really uh, good things about that deck we said was that you could refill your hand all the time be because the knight errant of aos just digs through your deck and grabs you good cards so i'm like hey let's take that a little bit further we have a lot of cards that dig uh through decks in pioneer and i kind of wanted to go over like what the best ones were and maybe also talk about ones that people aren't using that maybe we could use so what do you guys think hmm. does that sound like a good topic of course Hey, I can dig it. Wow. Yeah, you can dig it. Wow, we just shot it right away. We just shot the pun away. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. We definitely haven't said that at all during this week. Yes. We'll yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I will I'll apologize for the both of them for the amount of awful puns that end up coming out of this. Oh, yeah. It'll be good. So when when I say the word dig, you know, what, what do you guys imagine? Like, what is that ability? What does digging do in Pioneer? I think about blue cards that whenever my opponent casts them, I get sad because they have more cards in hand than me. They got to like see so, more of their cards. Okay, so you get to see a lot of cards. Okay. Um, anything else, Kevin? Any other way we can use uh, dig? Yeah, I mean that's mostly it. Is that you're you know, looking at a certain number of cards and choosing between them and putting them into your hand usually? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that would be uh, you know correct. Uh, and but there's a couple different ways we can do that in Pioneer. Some we can put into our hand. Some we can put right into play. You know, after looking at a bunch of cards. Some I think maybe put in exile, and then we can choose afterwards. And then I would say mm-hmm. uh, other ones you can uh, put into the graveyard, or maybe you dig and then put into the graveyard afterwards. So we kind of have a couple different ways to use this ability in the, in the Pioneer format. So. Um, what I would like to do is kind of hear what you guys think are the best types of cards, you know, in in each uh, kind of category here. And I think we'll start off with your guys' favorite category, which is what are the best cards that dig through your deck and put them into your hand? Mm. What is your favorite card that does that? My f- or favorite my cards? Favorite, my favorite just has to be Niv Miseryborn. That is Ooh, very easily okay. my favorite. Yeah. It's not very good. 
But so how much how much does he we dig? get to dig good dig through the top 10 we get to flip our top 10 and we get to find as many as uh, as many color pairs as we want. You know, sometimes I think I think like the highlights are like nibs. I think I got like a, a six once and I think that was the high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nib- yeah, it's nice. good value. Oh, yeah. Drawing six cards and all of them be non lands and all of them be pretty <laughs> relevant. Oh, it feels great. OK. How about you, Kevin? What's well, I've your, got an easy answer one? for my favorite. Uh, I think I'm going to be talking about a lot of cards that aren't good enough this week, but uh, maybe this fits into that is Seder Wayfinder. Yeah. So that doesn't put into your... Uh, I guess that could be both put into your hand or put into the graveyard, right? It does do both. Well, yeah. I mean, you get a land to your hand and you put the rest in the graveyard. Stuff does do so, two things, as uh, Jake Peralta would say. I guess that's okay. I don't really think of that as a card that puts stuff into my hand, though. That's usually a card that I would play to put stuff into the graveyard. Okay, hear me out. What about the other one that looks at 10 cards? My other favorite. Atraxa. That was on my list. Oh, I love Atraxa. Yeah, Grand Unifier. There is no Um, better feeling than Haston and Atraxa. Yeah, so 10 cards, right? But I think maybe you get a fewer cards usually Uh, on on, on average than you would get with Niv-Mizzet. I think I've hit six before. I think that's my... Oh, I've hit a seven. I've hit a seven at once. Once I hit a seven and I absolutely like laughed and then my opponent conceded. So sadly I didn't get to play with all seven cards, (laughs) but I did hit a seven once. Beautiful. Um, I'm just going to say, because I just said it earlier, Knight Errants of Aeos, I'm really loving for aggro cards to be able to dig and put stuff into their hands. Um, That dig six and then you can put x that are uh the mana cost of the amount of stuff you can vote so i think that's a really good dig card and we have a couple more i mean any other cards you guys want to talk about that dig to your hand i mean like i might as well just like say it out loud you know dig through time like that's the most obvious one that we've been alluding to uh that one's always great (laughs) but uh, i think the one that like doesn't get enough credit is like impulse i think pioneer having impulse is big and i think it's Mm. something that's really underrated can we put Narset part of our veils along with Impulse then? I mean, both do the same thing, so yeah. Yeah. Maybe Narset's a little bit better, or is Impulse better? What do you guys think? Uh, I think it, it's really context-dependent, but with if we're looking at like just like current Pioneer, it's definitely Impulse. I want to be paying two mana while also mm. being able to hold up like all the relevant counter magic. Like, the, the Impulse decks are like creativity and lotus field lotus field isn't that great right mm. now so i'm not going to talk about it too too much but more so with creativity you know you're really just trying to like find very specific cards and you really do need to hold up mana all the time with that deck and so just having the option to just dig through the top four of your cards is huge mm-hmm. yeah um any other cards kevin that you can think of that dig to your hand uh, oh, I got plenty, and a lot, a lot of them aren't good. <laughs> so, okay, well, I'm just thinking strictly to your hand and not anywhere else. I'm thinking Memory Deluge. Oh, Memory well, Deluge is a good one. That's okay, it. yeah. Yeah, if we're talking about Dig Through Time, we have to mention that Memory Deluge, yeah. Deluge is better. Uh, yeah, most, most people are playing that. I don't know about better, but I'll definitely agree that it's good. So, I'm thinking strictly to your hand. I don't think there's really that many more that do only to your hand. But Kevin, I, it sounds like I mean, you want to talk more about stuff that goes to the graveyard, no, I was... or to play, or, or play. mostly. You know, all of mine go to your hand at least somewhat. Um, so I feel like you know, are, are we counting? I'm ready um, for some bad ones. You know, are we counting Storm the Festival? Yeah. See, Storm the Festival is to play. So do you want to talk about those next? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that one's to play. So maybe that's. Um, uh, let me think of some more that go to hand. So I've got a few that are not good enough, but mm-hmm. go to your hand. Well, do you want to do um, that? Do you want to do that now, or do you want to do that later? Because I was going to ask you guys what kind of cards are not sync play that have like these similar effects. 
Okay, then I will Save hold. Yeah. I, I will hold my moment. <laughs> there you go. Right. Hold your peace. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to talk um, about ones that go into play because, like, Storm the Festival yeah. is the obvious one. Like that one's the yes. goat. Busted. So uh, yeah, I've got kind of the whole green deck on here because you know Cavalier, Storm the Festival, and Oath yep. of Nyssa are all uh, in that green uh, deck, and they're all kind of so. Hand, I just actually. Mm. I did want to say that well, there's yeah that wouldn't not isn't that what Ryan wanted is to hand whoops to play oh, yeah, yeah we're going to play now I was gonna say like there's so many cards that do like look at three so I thought we'd kind of make the cutoff at least four for this topic because mm. it's just insane if you do like anticipate and Othanissa and stuff like that so anything that's four more that's what I consider digging yeah um I mean it... but anyways yes yeah, during the festival how many cards do we look at with that five. Only five. Only, only mm. five, he says. Only five. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's a pretty good five. Uh, you know what else is yeah. pretty good? How often do you whiff? Uh, you yeah. know what else is good putting five things in play? Uh, uh, Genesis Ultimatum. That, one's, uh, that one was one of my favorites wow. to cast for a while. It actually saw play, huh? Yeah, it saw play for a while in the That's in the Lotus play. Cobra deck during when like Uro and Teferi mm. were, were still legal. And like Oops All Spells was like a good deck. <laughs> um, Kevin, how many does Cavalier look at? Uh, five as well. Five as well. Okay, so we get a lot of fives there. Um, that puts into the graveyard and also puts into play. But uh, you know, a good uh, mm-hmm. how can I say uh, role player? Role player in the format, yeah, or in the deck. Like it is, it is like yeah, a big a key piece of the deck. Like without without Cav yeah. being able to like hit multiple Nekthoses while also still like providing the the green mana that it does for devotion. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be like like if it was one devotion, that card would see no play, and like mono green would not be as okay. powerful. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, collected company. Collected company. We get to look at one. six cards and then put two into play from there that are you know mana cost three or less. I think six is just an amazing uh, amount of cards to look at, especially for an aggro deck. Yeah, and I um, anything else? I think it's been a while since we've seen like a really good Coco deck. I think co- the best Coco mm-hmm. deck, even as of like right now, has to Angels. just be Angels. And, like, that yeah. deck's not even that yeah, great. So I was going to say, uh, and along with that is Kayla's. I think we have oh, yeah, Kayla's also yeah. goes hand in hand. Kayla's Reconstruction. Sorcerer Speed, not bad. I mean, I'm really waiting just for the time when we can play that in some kind of uh, actual artifact deck. But, you know, we're not going to play that until Karn is gone. Yeah, sadly. Sadly, Karn, Karn has too much of a constraint on the format. It's very sad, but... Maybe, yeah. Another yeah. card that puts stuff into play that I saw some people playing around with was Dejeru and Hazaret. Oh, yeah. Kind of like the, the no, new... <laughs> the new worst... Winoda uh, at home. Winoda. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say... I'll, Winoda at I was going to mention that... Uh, shout out to my girl, Winoda. You know, she lived her life in Pioneer and she put stuff into play, yeah. but that one's too good. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that as long as we're shouting that out, we should mention that there's actually two, you know, look at the top number of cards, cards that are banned in Pioneer. Ooh, the other one be... The most powerful of them all being uh, Once Upon wow. a Time. It is Once Upon a Time. That's like, like a three for free, It's like right? a five. Uh, five. Five, five for, for a creature or what? land. That's so strong. Uh, it's only free if it's the first yeah. one. So, Dejero, real quick, six cards you get to dig Yeah, through? it's top six. Top six and Legendary goes into play. Yeah. And you end up yeah. attacking your opponent with like an Amrakul or a Yuzumog, mm-hmm. I think are the big things in Pioneer. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so it's a significantly worse um uh what what I just the, the No. Huh? No, I was gonna say it's a worse um sorry, dog sneezed. Um a worse dog sneezed. I never heard of that card. Energy. Hey, <laughs> Aetherworks Marvel. I was gonna bring that up afterwards. Aetherworks I was gonna bring it up hey, after. Yeah. 
So I was actually going to, I go. think that's actually a good card. Oh, no. Um, no You've been no. mistaken. <laughs> You've been not, mistaken. Not no, not with, not with, uh, what's his name to play with Karn? Sorry. We can return to Kaladesh, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but yeah, either works. How many was that? Like six? It was top six. Yep, six. Puts it into play. Also pretty neat. Um, any other cards that do that? Mm, not that I can think of. None of like the fun ones, at least. Like, okay. So before we move on to cards that I, you know, really want to talk about, maybe we could try playing. I want to talk about cards that dig to your graveyard, or I guess fill your grave. I mean, it's fill your graveyard, but they're still digging, right? It's reverse digging. Yeah. Um. I- Yes, so yeah. So this is where you were you were going to talk about Seder Wayfinder if I didn't say that was one of my yeah, favorites. That was one of my that was one of my uh things. Because yeah, you do put a uh, a land into your hand if you hit a land, but most of the time, you know, you're just doing this or playing this card to put stuff into the graveyard. And there's a couple other cards that do that. Um do you guys have any favorites of ways to fill Philogy your Architect. Which one? Which one? The new uh, one. Philogy Archaeologist maybe? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the one yeah. from DMU. The zero three scout that finds a land uh, or it finds a non creature non land. Brothers War. Three. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, good that's card, pretty bro. good. Okay. That's pretty good. If we were to, if we want to go with like technicalities, like Stitcher Supplier technically can put six cards in yeah. your graveyard. Hey, technically. Yeah. yeah. Um I think um I think the other fan favorites are like the Grizzly Salvage Gather the Packs yeah. type things. How many Yeah. Is Grizzly Salvage six? Five. Grizzly Cell is five. It's five. It's instant speed, which is really nice. Yeah, and then Gather the Pack. I forget what Spell Mastery makes it do, but it still looks at the top five. Gather the Pack or Lead the Pack? Gather the Pack. Gather the, the Pack. One gather about. the Pack, yeah. So Gather if the Pack. If you have two or more, if you have Spell Mastery, which is two or more instant sorcerers in your graveyard, then you get to put two of the creatures from Ooh. it in your hand. People don't really play that, though. No, they. but it, it's it's shown up well, pretty yeah, recently not... in that uh, Storm Herald list yeah. we'll be talking about later. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of Storm Herald, it also so it also plays a Merfolk Secret Keeper, which is a technical put four in my that. graveyard. Ooh, mm-hmm. never heard of that. Um, other ones I think that are actually you know in like the metagame. Uh, Ouch. Emery Lurker of the Lock is in the Rona deck. I want to say. Yeah. And like just guy sense. And you know if we're talking just guy sense. If we're talking about that deck, also uh, Tyvar Mills. Tiber Mills, yeah. yeah. Tiber Mills 3, you gotta play by the rules. Uh, Vessel of Nascency, Nascency is another one for uh, Abzan. See, if I can't say Tyvar, he can't say Vessel of Nascency. There's, there's gotta be I'm some just saying, We really suck at this for, for it being uh, 4. We really do. Mm. It's okay. We're trying our best um, in here. Is, one more question. Is Pieces of the Puzzle still on this list of a good card that kind of Yeah, no, it's still great. Yeah, oh, that's definitely. a handle one, though, that we forgot about, I guess. I was going to bring that up as... Uh, I guess... Yeah. I can never yeah. remember the name of that card for some reason. I always mix it up with Pour Over the Pages. I mean, they're basically the same card. Mm-hmm. What does yeah, Pour literally. Over the Pages do? Pours... Pours draw land. three, untap two. Draw three, discard one, untap two yeah. lands. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those three cards. So, I think that covers, like, the categories that I wanted to talk about. And I wanted kind of to move into cards that don't really see play in Pioneer. But, hey, maybe they could. You know, for example... You know, Aetherworks Marvel, we always say, hey, it could be, you know, in the format sometime in the future. It does have a very powerful effect, just not really good right now. Are there any other cards like that that you could see showing up in Pioneer or that maybe people should try playing? I think I think one that uh, maybe, like, is a little bit more underrated, but it's, like, starting to seep its way through the meta is, like, 
Invasion of uh, Ixalan. I feel like that does yes, not see enough play for how good it is. Because, like, there's still the, the entire debate of it versus Othinus and Mono Green. And, like, there's mm -hmm. not a lot of other, like, good green decks other than, like, maybe, like, Gruel Vehicles. But, like, even then. It, yeah. Digs five. It digs five. Digs five right? is a lot. Yeah. Like, it's any permanent. Like, that's nuts. Like, yeah. any permanent is nuts. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's definitely on my list. Um, what else? I was gonna. Oh, mine are worse than that. <laughs> yeah, so, go ahead. I was gonna say. I know this is kind of a little bit slow at doing this dig effect, but people used to play search for Ascanta, and I know it's just because it's harder to flip. But otherwise, you know, when it does flip, you're, you know, looking for each turn. You can use that effect over and over and over again to dig. Not good. Could it see play again? What do you guys think? I mean, like it seems like very like I I, I think I saw Claudio top eight a challenge with it in a sideboard recently. I think the reason that we I know Mussy likes to sneak one in his top seventy five as well. You know, he kind of plays with that group too. Um, I just wouldn't be caught dead playing like a a true control deck. I feel like yeah, that's your problem. Mm -hmm. My problem is that that card is bad. <laughs> the reason that it's bad is because <laughs> you're tapping out on two. And if you're tapping out on two on the draw, you're dead in Pioneer. But if you do it on the mm. play, it's a little bit more okay. And, like, it, it is a permanent that sticks around. So, like, against Red Black, Searcher's Conto is great. But, like, against everything else, bro, Searcher's Conto sucks real bad. Mm. So you're having to spend your mana so often doing other things. So you can't, like, mm. ever activate it. And, like, the Surveil is, like, okay. Surveil's whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm glad it says actually it does surveil say now. Surveil. Like, it has been errated to surveil. All right. So, and can you guys think of any other cards, or should I just like uh, quiz you? Oh, I've got like eight. And yeah. This guy, this 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 topic sounds a lot more geared for you too. So I'm very ready to hear what bad cards I can make fun of you for. Mm. Okay, Kevin, you want to go next? What what's on your list? All right. Well, maybe this is my best one that's still on the list. Is we didn't mention recruitment officer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, it's kind of yeah, in you that get that sneaky technicality. Just in hand. Yeah, and you know, because alongside with it, I was going to say Duskwatch Recruiter is like the yeah. worst All version right. somehow. Now we're stopping you. <laughs> All right. No, I got way worse. Um, I was still waiting to see the day that Militia Bugler yep. shows up. <laughs> it's on my list. I mean, you get two cards, right? Uh, two cards that are less than two? It's only it's one. one. It's just one. It's uh, just it's only one. one card. But two, three bodies? It's, it's, it's a two, it's three. Yeah. Find some good stuff. Um, okay, I've got a couple that have seen play. Is Arcanist Owl? Oh, yeah, for a while yeah that, card, that card was sick. I loved that card. Back in so the, for anyone who doesn't know, you know, that's like four hybrid blue and white, and it uh, it's like a 3-3 three, three flyer that finds an artifact or enchantment in the six. top. Four. four. Oh, okay, I was going to guess I five. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was six. Uh, it we was wouldn't do it. Arcanist Owl... Oh, Top look at you go. Yeah, All right, one four. point for Ryan. Because I was looking at that right Boom. before this episode. Ah, I see. You know, yeah, that, that one saw play, and I think it would need another good devotion deck to really show up, you know, or like a, you know, Ballista Unbanner. Yeah, Mono White like kind of died. Mono White Devotion was so fun, though. My, uh, my... Wandering Mind is another oh, one I want to throw oh, yeah, out no, there. You know what? You stole my heart with that one. That, I still remember coming on here and doing like the 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 the, to, uh, the tier list or whatever, the top five cards, and I put Wandering Mind as one above Thalia, and mm -hmm. I have not lived it down. Hmm. Uh, but we, we want it to be good because it seems like so such a fun card. I so want a Flicker um, he, to make it good. Here's a little pet card. Looks at the top five, and you can find an Elf, a Warrior, or Tyvar card. Oh, Harold unites the Elves. That's on my list. <laughs> Harold oh, King of Skemfar. Yeah. So is why does he? I mean, he seems like good, right? You get a bunch of stuff. 
Yeah, I'm not sure why he doesn't really see any play. Top I feel seven. like he should. I see think the stuff yeah. just isn't good, right? <laughs> yeah, we just need a you know a little bit better something you for need something. Better time need to, You know, he's clearly a synergy deck or mm-hmm. synergy card, and uh, synergy decks aren't good right now. So I think maybe he's going to see less play in an elf deck and probably more play in a warrior deck in the future. Mm-hmm. I can always pull out a warrior list. I'm happy to, yeah. you know, or, or we do have a good Tyvar now, so maybe he can yeah. find a better Tyvar. Um, another card that saw play in Pioneer in the past was Velomachus Lorehold. <laughs> so he digs seven. I want to say. I think that one's been strictly removed by Atraxa being uh, better. Okay. Yeah, sadly, that one's that's a good throwback. Though. That one gave me a giggle. Yeah. <laughs> I love that card. Um, let me see. I've got one more on my list. Okay, I've got two more on my list. Mm. One of them is Quantrix Apprentice. Is another one of those yeah. cards that I feel like, how did that card never show up as being good in anything? Because it seems like it should be, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is like, there's still the tiniest makings of a combo using Ao. The what? What is it? Ao. Oh, the yeah, dragon. dragon Ao. Yeah. Yeah. Like top five or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Ao the Dawn Sky five, I think. And it's you... top, seven, top seven, and you can put mm-hmm. any number of non-land permanent cards with total mana value four or less. You see, I like that. That's neat. You made me think of a bad card. Now I get to throw my hat in the ring. Elspeth Resplendent. All right, there All right. we're done. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Yeah, ooh, I've that had card some fun is. With I had that on Good my. Vibes. I think I had that on my top five or something. Not maybe the top five, but I had it in my <laughs> cards I liked from Nukapenna. Mm-hmm. That card was good. Mm-hmm. But it always seemed neat. Um, another card that we uh, have seen a little bit of, I think it was an Astrak combo, was Keenan Bonder Prodigy. Make a bunch of mana, pay seven, and then uh, look at the top five cards of your library and put a non-human creature into play. Yeah, pretty yeah. strong effect. I think that wood card is just solely capped out because it's bugged on Moda, sadly. Uh, oh, yeah. So a lot of potential you're seeing with that card. I mean, like it has about as much potential as the 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 Arch from the Dross Metallurgic whatever combo deck that like came out of the mm-hmm. RCs. It has that much potential, which is who knows. Hmm. <laughs> um, Kevin, you have anything else on your uh, cards that dig? Uh, nope. I think that's all I've all right. got. I got a couple spicy ones. Um, Garuda Doom of Depths, just because of the, <laughs> do, the dig potential. It does hit four, but you know if you hit another copy, you dig again. You hit another copy, you dig again and again and again and again. So I think it has potential to be like the ultimate dig card. Uh, hence, you I know, appreciate the, the technicality. Yeah, that was a yeah. good one. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Um, another one that saw play in the past. I can't remember where it was. I think it was in a combo deck. Was Tamio Collector of Tales? Oh, I used to play what that. Was that in? No, that was um. That used to see play in the exact the exact deck that I was talking about, the Genesis Ultimatum deck. It was sideboard tech for the Rakdos matchup. Because like Rakdos uh-huh, Rakdos uh-huh. Sacrifice was a deck for a while. And like you would just yeah. play the Tamio and like you would never have to worry about like Croxa yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, it's nice. And um plus one was just like name a card and then mill. Mill and then you would basically. mill like a bunch of cards and you would try to get Uro in the bin and then you would get Uro back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked out. Earl's a good yeah. card. Yeah. Um, what do we say? Why isn't Earl on our list? <laughs> we we got the one with the creature. Um, what was the one? The one where you look at was it lead the stampede? Did we say that already? Lead the stampede was not said yet. No, it wasn't said. We got the other one then that looked for creatures. The, uh, the but anyways, lead the stampede is kind of similar. I think it digs six. Digs five. It's three mana and dig five. Yeah. That one I know. But it's any number of creature yeah, cards. Any number. 
So it digs a lot. If you get the cards, you can grab a lot of value from that. Um, I could probably, we could probably put this in, um, I mean, just because there's so many good blue cards that put stuff into your hand, but the uh, the Goblin that puts stuff into your hand, uh, what's his in the form? Okay. Uh, goblin Ringleader? He has a Ringleader? I think that's actually a really good card. Especially for the guys. Is the elf stack. one that does the same? Uh, uh, oh yeah. god, you guys are really testing my knowledge. Sylvan Messenger. <laughs> is that what <laughs> it yeah. is? Alright, I got some uh, really, Sylvan Messenger. I got a couple really spicy ones too, if you guys don't mind uh you know uh, humoring me. Right. Oh. I also have maybe what is the worst of all these cards, oh, no. but I can end with that. I definitely disagree. I probably have the worst. You both have the same card. I'm sorry. Right. You you can be our judge here, Ashiak. Which one of us has the worst card that looks at some at least oh. four cards okay you want to go first kevin what or you should got, I go first uh you can go yours first uh see the unwritten so i gotta google six out mana i'm gonna be mad sorcery. if you say that card's bad that card's amazing six mana sorcery uh you can put any card any creature card into play you look at top eight cards i believe and then the rest go into your graveyard. And then if you have uh, Ferocious, oh, which is like power yeah. four greater, I think, you get to put two. In yeah, play. I remember this card. I remember playing it when I was like really bad at magic and it's playing Kitchen Table. Yeah. It's the OG yeah. Storm of the Festival. Yes. Storm of the Festival at home. Yeah. Except they could be anything over over five mana. Well. All right, you got some tough. All right, I've definitely okay. got a worse card than that. Okay. I've definitely okay. got a worse card than that. All right. It's probably on also six mana, also a sorcery. It says, shuffle your library, then exile the top four cards. You can cast any number of non-land cards with converted mana cost five oh or less from God. a without paying I know this mana card. costs. Lands you control don't untap during That's Hazoret's Undying Fury. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, wow. it is. I don't even know if that's technically <laughs> digging. I think on technicalities, Ryan wins. Because like, you're shuffling. It's technical card draw, I guess. Do you don't get any selection? All right. I think I have one might be might be worse than the CD Unwritten. All right, card. all right, you get one more chance here. Sunbirds Invocation. Yeah, that wins. That, that wins. Mana. That one wins. That one wins. <laughs> oh, okay, but six man enchantment. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I still want to make that deck good because I have the best deck name. There was a time I was messing around with Sunbirds Invocation. So hang on, let me let me real quick read it because uh, I'm trying to remember exactly the word it, on it. Uh, whenever you cast a spell from your hand, you reveal the top X cards of your library where X is the spell's mana value, mm-hmm. and you can cast a spell at mana X or less from among the cards revealed without paying the mana cost. So I had a deck that would be able to play Dig Through Time and would be able to play um, Elder Deep Fiend, mm-hmm. both of which are an eight mana value card. Mm-hmm. So I called the deck Crazy Eights, nice. but you can cast both of those for like you know two or three mana. So you get to cast that and then get a big spell out of your library. How, how are you playing Cheap. that six-man enchantment on anything but turn six? Yes. <laughs> and then turn seven, yeah. you get to play an Elder Deep Fiend and a Dig Through Time, <laughs> mm. plus a bunch no, of other No, Sunburn's Invocation wins. <laughs> Do you that not understand? <laughs> that card is easily the worst. It seems great for EDH, though. Yeah, you know what? It, when when, yeah. when you're uh, when you got a bunch of other people doing whatever the heck they want, uh, that card seems great. Mm-hmm. Sunburn's Invocation is great. Yeah. You can tank with your face until turn six if you need to. So, you know, to wrap up this this conversation, would you say there's still cards that uh, have that dig ability that we, you know, people should be playing with? Oh, pretty easily. Is there, is there still a lot of potential? There's like definitely cards that we're not even yeah, thinking it, of that also exist. Hmm. 
it's definitely making me reevaluate the speed of the format because I feel like there's definitely been a bit of a speeding up with Pioneer mm. where cards like Narset aren't seeing play. And that's just making me think like what happened that's making it so much faster that you can't just, you know, play a card that's going to look at the top four and do it again the mm-hmm. next turn. Oh, Mind Sculpt's another one that fills your graveyard really quickly. It's like oh, seven. Tomes. No, it's, that one's five. I think it's Tome Scour. That's one for five. And that card actually like saw some play. Actually in I think Pioneer? Tome Scour is in Pioneer. I think it's an M14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I nice. mean, like, I was also going to shout right. out the last one because, like, I re- it didn't technically count, but I wanted to also say it was mm-hmm. Chronic Flooding. That's shout out to Chronic Flooding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to have that on my list, but it's like it's only three. But then again, you can use it like every yeah. time. It was really good. With, what was it? Ascendancy? I mean, it was never really good. Lotus Lotus Breach. Or, uh, yeah. Tap um, on tap. Underworld tap Breach tap is tap. really good. And it made that card playable for the first yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly that. All right. Well, are we ready to talk about some actually good cards? Results. Oh, results. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Results, results, results. So who? What are we starting with? Um, you know, we we Uh, did a whole a whole bunch. I'm down to take the reins on this one if you guys let me, and I can just like start talking about it. Please, yeah. I talked about my bad cards. Go go for some good cards. Uh, No, we'll start off just like the top of the thread that I linked with um the Dallas Mm -hmm. RC um. Okay. So the Dallas RC, uh, we saw top eight uh, being, the winner ended up being uh, Gruel Vehicles, uh, and then we saw Red Black Sack, uh, we saw Demir Rogues, we saw Mono Green, uh, we saw Ignetic Fires, uh, Blue White Spirits, another copy of Sack, and Mono Blue Spirits, uh, all as the top eight. Um, and we had... Kind of surprised. We, we had uh, Ignetic Fires end up going... Um, 1202. Yeah. They were the only person that went flawless in the Swiss. So, but sadly lost immediately to I think what was eventually the winner. So, I heard Tandy helped uh, Elliot Raff with that uh, list. I think nah, maybe. I read maybe I, I don't know about that exactly, but I do know that this Rogues list but is sick. I'm surprised Mono Blue Spirits um, and Azuri Spirits made the top eight as well. I mean, are we seeing a resurgence of Spirits decks? I mean, are they well positioned in this metagame? Yeah, Spirits is actually really well positioned right now, and you'll you'll see a lot more Spirits decks throughout a lot of this. Uh, Spirits just has a really good matchup. Like, it has an okay... It's getting, like, a lot better, because, like, what, the thing that we're seeing within Pioneer is that Bone Crusher Giant is starting to become bad, which is weird. But mm. it's starting to become a lot worse in the format, and so... Uh, so less Bone Crusher Giant is now seeing play. So, like, Red Black's numbers are going down, Gruul's going down, so Spirits comes out to play, because they prey on Monogreen really well, and they play on a lot of mm. these, like, slower, dorkier decks, like Ignatic Fires. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Anything you want to say, Kevin? Anything you want to comment on? For yeah, I'm just wondering if, you know, that's an interesting observation. I hadn't thought about that, and I'm wondering if that's indicative of the the decks that are weak to bone crusher giant getting hated out or whether or not people are just actually adapting. I think it has a lot to do with like people mm-hmm. adapting right because like think about it like even with us during spoiler season right like how many times have we been like oh my god this two drop it's so good because either a it doesn't die to bone crusher giant or b it's really bad because it dies to bone crusher giant so we're really dismissive of cards of whether or not they pass the bone crusher giant check which has been like pioneers problem for a while with like two drops and one drops is they either have to do something really busted and die to Bone Crusher Giant, or live through Bone Crusher Giant and do something okay? I have not seen Gruel Vehicles do well in forever. Yeah, we're seeing Voldaren Thrill Seeker in the list too, which is wild. 
What's that card? Uh, that's the one that has backup, where uh, you can back up something, and then it gains the ability to sacrifice itself to deal its damage to something. So, like, fling, basically. Okay. So you would, like, fling a lovestock beast, you know, hit your opponent for seven, I think it is. Because it gets two counters with the backup. Okay. Uh, ready to go on to Southeast Asia Regional Championships in Singapore. Mm. Um, with this one, we're seeing Mono Green take first with Mono White in second. Uh, third through fourth is a, 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 another Karuga Fires with Mono uh, sorry, uh, Blue White Control. Um, and then fifth through eighth is Red Black, uh, Blue White Control, uh, five color sorry four color Elementals and Red Black. And shout out to the four color Elementals player because that list is mm. spicy. We love to see it. You like it? You want to comment mm. on it? I mean, it's got two Elshinorn. It's got two Elshinorn. It's also got two Omnath uh, Locus of the Royal, which is, like, really fun. I love that card. Um, and it's, like... This one that does damage equal to the number of elementals? Yeah, and then whenever you play a land, if it's your eighth land, you draw a card and put a counter on elemental. Uh, but you also mm -hmm. just put a counter on elemental for every ETB. So, like, I was playing with this deck for a bit because I, like, saw it. I was like, okay, I have to play it. It have to. It screams me. I have to. It plays Grosspile. And I, I think my favorite interaction hmm. was I had an Elishnor in play and then an Omnath, Locust the Royal, and like played a Broker's Hideout. And I got to just draw four off of a Broker's Hideout because it was my eighth land. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, this yeah. is what magic's about. And then it never mattered because I cool. died anyway. But I got to live like a little bit of fun for a bit. Okay. And then the only other thing I want to shout out from this tournament is I want to say shout out to the one of the blue. There's two, the two blue white lists are very interesting. One is just because the dude registered a rewind, and I think that's really funny. Um, and then the other one is is like the other blue white list uh, is like a Yorion. I think it's Yorion. Yeah, it's a Yorion list. And so we're and he registered one main deck settle the wreckage in an open deck list format, and that is the most Giga Chad <laughs> thing I have ever seen. Because your opponent, do, do you think? Uh do you think they side it out after game one so that their opponent still Who plays around knows? it? All I know is that the opponent <laughs> will forever live in fear because they might have their one of settle the wreckage. Yeah. Wait, Broker, so hang on. I'm just still... Broker's hideout, if you play it with Elif Norton play, you don't get no. two lands off. You only get you one land, but you right? double okay. the trigger of Omnath. Because landfall yeah, triggers yeah, double yeah. with Elif Norton. Okay. Yep. Alright. Are we ready to move strictly on or move on to uh, MTG China Open in Shanghai? Sure. Yeah. So the winner for this one was Atark Red. First, we got an Agrida. And then second place was Blue White Control. Uh, and then we got... Just making sure that I got this right. Yeah. Okay. Second place was Blue White Control. Uh, third place, also Blue White Control. Fourth is Lotus. And then fifth through eighth is another Rogues player, uh, Mono Green Combo, uh, Lotus, and a Black Red Midrange deck. So Interesting. we're seeing rogues show up again. Why? I mean, rogues always seemed like a very, you know, so-so deck. What's keeping it around? What's helping it to do well? It's it's the fact that it plays this really good game of being able to hold up mana in the early turns. And if your opponent doesn't mm -hmm. do anything, you can just still play threats. That's the entire draw of the deck. 
So like, let's just say you go turn one Dark Slick Shores. You now have the option of representing Fatal Push if your opponent's on a Llanowar Elves deck and, and you're assuming you're in the blind. Or you get to be able to hold mm. up your threat of a uh, Thieves Guild Enforcer. And it's like the entire draw of Spirits. But the difference between this deck and Spirits is you get to play better removal and your threats are less mm. synergistic but better. And you get to play the card Drown in the Lock mm. is the big thing. Drown in the Lock being very versatile <laughs> in the meta is epic. And you also get the fun uh, parent to Grease Fang matchups and you get to play that song and dance for a while. Yeah, I mean, Thought, Thought Seize is also kind yeah. of a big part there. Um, I, I like that, you know, the deck has picked up a lot of cards when I'm looking at this list here. That You know, they're playing Kaito's relatively new, Shouldred's relatively new, Fairy Mastermind, of course, is from the latest set. Um, and then C Double, this list is playing one of. It's playing Shouldred's Edict. Uh, so just a lot of things it's picked up here and there have been giving some power to this deck. Dark Six Shores, of course, also another mm-hmm. big uh, power add. Yeah. All right. Are ready to go to? I get to tell my story after because uh, we run to Toronto next. Yeah, yeah, so I'll talk about I'll talk about my story after we talk about the real results. Uh, so this is the this is this one has like an interesting list. Uh, um, so in first place we had blue white spirits. Second place we have blue white lotus field, which is the interesting deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had uh, Rakdos sack uh, taking third, uh, Rakdos midrange taking fourth. Um, and then two copies of Mono Green, uh, and then a copy of Rak- uh, Rakdos Sack, and then a copy of uh, Rakdos Midrange, rounding out the top eight. Um, and this this Lotus deck was the one that kind of just started the chaos of everyone now thinking that this deck is really good, and people are trying to like play it a lot more. And the reason that we're seeing the reason that this even works is that the card Strict Prox- uh, Proctor is like becoming into the meta, and like so the entire idea is on turn three. You play a strict prospector, which says that whenever a permanent entering the battle, Proctor, yeah, Proctor, yeah, sorry, uh, whenever a permanent entering the battlefield causes a trigger ability to trigger, counter it unless you pay two. And so you play your Lotus Field out uh, after you resolve the strict prospector. There's no way for your opponent to mm-hmm. respond, so you guaranteed get a Lotus Field in play without having to sacrifice any of your lands. And then you cast, and then you just start casting dumb six mana cards like instantly. Like Teferi Hero of Dominaria with two Lotus Fields in play is the nutter butters. Mm-hmm. and yeah and it actually abuses the card discontinuities to be able to just time walk your opponent out of the game hate that card, that card. Hate that. good vibes <laughs> so- that's also a way to they, they can also use discontinuity with the lotus field if you play it with the lotus field trigger on the stack you just get to keep the lotus field because yep. the turn ends so you went to this event right i did i did so- i did you want to talk about your experience yeah. at all? Yeah. Like, what did you so, choose? Uh, did everyone you... knows about Ashiok Pile. I thought about playing Ashiok Pile, and then as I was playing my matches uh, in a side event for a while, I kind of like, I, I kind of realized how awful this deck would be in open deck list, and I was like, huh, I can't really pick this deck Rogue into open deck list. So I was like, the only other thing I brought with me was Niv to Light. So I guess I'm playing Niv to Light. Um, mm. and I ended up going one in four. I won my first round, Oof. uh, and then throughout the rest of the day, I had two Nivs, uh, resolve and both of them missed. <laughs> so I got, yikes. I, I would say that like, I obviously like, I hate saying like, you know, you get unlucky sometimes and like, that's just kind of magic, but it always feels like a little bit of cop out answer, but like, brother, I, I, I don't think I've ever been more unlucky in my life. I mulligan to five a lot. My Nivs missed and it just kind of like. The deck just kind of like didn't work out. I think it was a fine choice in the meta, 
but uh, oof, gosh, it just didn't run well. So I sadly got my time cut short. However, in day two, when I went to play a side event and I uh, played Ashiok Pile because the deck lists were closed and I top aided that event and we split mm. top eight. So like I didn't actually get to like get a trophy or anything, sadly, but uh, I would have had a really good run because there was two Neoformatrox of players in my bracket and that matchup for me was a buy. Mm. So it, we would have had great vibes. But sadly, kind of a. Oh well. I was gonna go off on a tangent here real quick. I wanted to ask you. So you know, you know, you got your Kruger Piles deck that you like, and I'm wondering, like, what other what other decks do you audible to? Um, like, what are your, what are your go tos? Niv Miz it one of anything them? that just is like four colors and like has like a really weird decision matrix. Really, like I don't enjoy Mono Green because the play patterns are just awful. You're either winning the game by a lot or you're not winning the game at all. I hate playing combo control makes me want to go to bed because my opponents end up playing like so unbelievably slow. And so I, you just you get incidental draws, which you can't have in a big tournament. So like my options were the five color bring the light deck. That one being like the Chrome Seed Shark uh, with a bunch of random one of two or targets. So that's like 60 mm -hmm. cards. Uh, Karuga Fires was something I thought about, but I didn't end up bringing to Toronto with me. I will be playing Karuga Fires and I will be playing my own list. Um in Edmonton, uh, coming up pretty quick here, actually this next weekend, because, um, you know, Canada gets two RCs, so I get a second bullet, um, and yeah, uh, I like anything that's really five-color dorky things, I love playing, and that's just kind of my vibe, okay. so anything that just has okay. a good Rakdos matchup, basically, is what I like playing. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Um, we're gonna move on to the next. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you still want to read it, or should we have Kevin? I'm down to keep going. I love talking. This is that's okay. that's why I love this yeah, podcast. You know, I just get to come here and talk. <laughs> okay. I did want to shout out one thing about that last event. Is um, I think my biggest disappointment seeing those lists is that we had two Racto sacrifice in the top eight and zero copies of the new. Yeah. List. Um, I think I, I so I'm really good friends with uh the, the one of the players that uh, top aided with it. Uh, his name's uh Kyle. Shout mm -hmm. out Kyle if you're listening. Um. He uh, was like, I didn't know if Obnixus was good. What he did for this tournament was he uh, arrived at his hotel, uh, was was going to play Red Black or was going to play whatever, uh, played a League of Rakdos sack. He was like, maybe I could play this deck. Went 3-0 and then went to bed and then picked it up and was like, yeah, you know what? Good enough. I won three matches in the league and now he top hated this event the next day, which was so funny to me. Nice. Uh, but yeah, no, Obs Nicholas is just sadly too slow, too bad. People figured it out. I kind of called it, so go me. Mm. Uh, but moving on, I guess, to uh, the Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean Regional Championship in Mexico City. Um, first place, again, we see Gruel Vehicles winning it. Um, then we're seeing Abs and Grease Fang, first time mentioning it, uh, coming in second. Mm -hmm. uh, then we're seeing Rakdos uh, midrange and Rona combo, Salty Rona combo in fourth and third. Uh, and then fifth through eighth, we're seeing uh, Boros Convoke, uh, Rakdos midrange, uh, Orzov humans, and another Rakdos midrange deck. Very interesting. I like this top eight. Yeah, it's really diverse. Yeah, it's time. really diverse. And we see, like, yeah, Wars of Humans is, like, not really meta. We also see, like, Sultai, uh, Rona combo, which is also, I wouldn't say, not that meta. It was also a really weird list, too, playing, like, two scheming symmetry, which is, like, something I don't think I've seen in a lot of these Rona lists. Mm -hmm. So it looks like the uh, Wars of Humans is pretty much just um, Kudro and Dire Tactics. Yeah, not playing any of the new, the, the, not the new Graveyard yeah. one. Uh, oh, it's in the sideboard. There, mm. Jirna, Jira, or whatever is in the sideboard. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it looks like exactly like basically uh, what you'd think you'd get out of that precon, that pioneer precon that existed a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, Soul Tyrona getting some results. I always thought that Soul Tyrona, people kept on saying, hey, Soul Tyrona is just not good. Or I mean, Rona Combo is not good because it's not putting up in results. It's always neat to see it when it does do well. Yeah, I think it just has that thing where like, I think that deck is like, I, I would put it towards like the lower end of like where the meta is just because it's just so susceptible to like all the different types of hate that exists within Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needs like a really specific combo, which is like really hard to get. Uh, however, th- when you hit matchup lottery, you, you get to top eight. So mm-hmm. go him. Yeah, I'm kind of also surprised that Bros Convoked did well because I know people have been gunning for it, and it seems like it were these last few uh, result pages that we just talked about, there wasn't really any Bros Convoked decks that did well. Yeah. And now we're seeing it maybe kind of make a resurgence this last week. Yeah, well, okay, so uh, with Mexico, because, like, next week forward, uh, we're talking about a different week. This was the first week of everything. And this mm-hmm. was when Boros Convoke was still a very unknown. Like, nobody knew. Mm. They just, it, like, the weekend before was when we recorded the podcast or whatever for uh, it winning with Sodek, and people were really confused. They didn't really know where to place it, and... Some people brought it. I think in our Toronto RC, we saw, I think uh, there was 300, above 300 people, and I think 11 people brought it, and I don't think it did that well. I think, like, three of them day two'd or something like that. Like, it was really heavily prepared for in these tournaments. Uh, maybe not here. Uh, however, I am, like, looking around at some of these lists, and it does look like I, I, I've seen, like, two Illness of the Ranks already. So it does look like it was pretty prepared mm. for. Uh, but he still managed to get there. So, you know, go ahead. I do think it was pretty well prepared for because it was an unknown quantity. Okay. Next. Now we're going to Athens next week, baby. Yeah. Um, this one was. I watched. This yeah, one. this one. Uh, this one has coverage. Uh, so you know we love when they have coverage. Speaking of coverage, Edmonton next weekend has coverage for day two. Hopefully, I make day two get on some coverage. Um, yeah. but anyway, yeah. uh, winner Boris Convoke. Ooh, shocking. Good, good transition. Uh, with second place being Spirits. Uh, and then third and fourth being Phoenix and Red Black. Uh, and then fifth through eighth being uh, Blue White Control, Rakdos Sack, Rak- or, sorry, two copies of Rakdos Sack, and a Mono Green. Mm. So uh, we're seeing Phoenix. Hey, Phoenix is back. Yeah. <laughs> and this Phoenix list is weird too. It's playing four otherworldly gays, four Is It Charm, four Demulich. Yeah. It's finally made it. We were saying it might be good, right? Way back when it first came out, was that Adventures in the Forgotten Realm? I don't. Uh, I don't think I was on this podcast. <laughs> we tried to but... before before that card got spoiled, and I would have told you it was bad then, and I'm here to tell you it's still bad. <laughs> still bad. Just kind of confused people. Then. I think I don't really understand why it was selected. I don't understand how. Like I don't understand a lot of it, but I mean, like it worked for him. I think maybe it got around like some sort of like mm. hey uh and it like worked really well because you're able to like cast from hand or like use the graveyard with it i don't really understand why is it charm like there's a lot of questions for me about this list that still remain unanswered but hey you know what he he's the winner so he obviously yeah he knew more than me well the winner was burrows convert sorry he was one of the winners like our like third fourth yeah like he Mm. did really well with the deck you know qualifying for the pt i would say is winning and i i I was gonna say this it's really kind of impressive that burrows convoke did well this is more a more traditional top eights, I think. You know, it's less. How can I say? Uh, I feel like that other top eight, like the Mexico one, it was like a lot of wild cards. Yeah. You know, like you know, a lot of, a lot of people. You know, it's kind of hard to kind of like 
prepare for anything. And everybody else came to this event, you know, with like, I think there was a lot of Rakdos. There's a lot of uh, Mono Green Devotion and stuff like that. So it was a very traditional. I think even Azorius Control made a, a comeback this weekend. Uh, more than one person made day two, thankfully, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they fought through all that stuff and got the got the win. I, th- I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, totally. I, I do agree that this top hit's like super, super, super diverse, which is really nice. You know, we love seeing diverse top hits. Uh, and two copies mm-hmm. of Rakdos stack again. I think I think something that needs to be commented on. And I was gonna like do it a little bit more towards like the wrap up of it, but. Uh, Rakdos Sack was a deck that not a lot of people were like thinking about going into the RC, and now we were seeing like two or one copy in like every top eight, which is like insane to think about. Because like I don't, I I personally didn't have it on my radar. Yeah. I didn't have it like that highly, at least. I knew some people would bring it, but I uh, not 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 in the numbers of how it's performing. I think it's overperforming really well, and I, I think it's mm. like here to stay. I think it's going to be a really good deck going forward. And did we want to talk about the day one nine o deck? Yeah, the day one nine o deck Storm Herald. That's where uh, that's where Merfolk Seeker Keeper came in. <laughs> Kevin, no, did you always bad. say this is a bad deck? It is a bad deck. This person yeah. must have uh, you know five nah, buys nah, or something. Nah. They um they had a uh, four Fable and three Larger Shredder, I think it was. So you can just blame those cards. Those are the good cards. Hmm. Yeah, probably didn't win with the combo yeah. at all. <laughs> and uh, also, during Athens, uh, there was a guy that qualified for the Pro Tour uh, with a record of 9-2-4, which was insane. Nine, no, I've never seen someone with four draws qualify for the Player's Tour. That's insane. Nice. Four draws. And he was playing blue-eye control. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's got to kind of... That's got to suck for control players, is that... I mean, I saw it on stream, I think, or on the um, the coverage as well. Like, you know, uh, uh, the mirror match between the control players and they just couldn't finish the game. Yeah, it's really hard to. It's really hard to, especially when, like, they're all so threat light. Like, a lot of these decks are, like, not even playing, like, the cat package that consistently. Like, this one in Athens, like, kind of was with, like, three Regal Caracal. But, like, we're not seeing, like, as much, like, creatures, like, kill you win conditions in a lot of these decks now. Yeah, see, Christian Calcano made it to uh, the pro players tour again too. That that was pretty cool. You know, we've had him on the show before as well. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Wait. This, is a, this is a very very interesting uh, event. I'm. I mean, just another side tangent here. Loving all the content. Loving all the the coverage that these people are doing. Uh, this is like the second or third uh, Legacy European Championship coverage uh, I've watched, and I've I've enjoyed all of them. You know. More so maybe than the DreamHack Dreamhack Dallas one. Yeah. I didn't watch a whole lot of DreamHack Dallas because I was really busy with Toronto during that weekend. But I heard the coverage was, like, pretty okay. But definitely, definitely, Legacy European takes it to a whole nother level. Like, I love all of the casters, and they do God's work. Like, Will Mm -hmm. is an amazing caster. Uh, Philippa, great as well. Martin Jesus. Yeah. A lot of greats. Definitely, definitely. All right, we got one more, and it's Taipei City. Are you ready to go through it? Actually, sorry, we got, and then we got uh, the the God of Pioneer. I'll do God of Pioneer. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we got Taipei City, last one. First place, the Lotus Field deck that we were talking about earlier, the blue-white Lotus Field. Um, and then we're going into red-black, and then third through fourth is uh, it's the Gear Hulk Creativity with uh, blue-white control. And then five through eight is Boros Convoke, Mono-White Humans, Mono-Green, and... Rakdos midrange. We're seeing uh, a want- this mono green guy is playing one invasion of Akoria, which is like real funny to me. 
You haven't seen these at Creativity uh, show up. I mean, going through these last, uh, what, seven, eight events, I didn't see these at Creativity. Not a single all. one. This was the first time it showed up. And I, I heard a lot of people talking online saying that, you know, it's not a bad deck. It's that people should probably be playing the Worm version instead of the pure blue-red blue, uh, blue red one. Um. Um. I don't know. What do you I think? think I think that there's a like a pretty obvious tier list of like what's the best and what isn't. And I think like it's really dependent on like what you're trying to target. Like, cause mm-hmm. in the worm creativity deck, creativity is the worst card. It is either going to win you the game or it is so bad. Cause like if it's not winning the game, it does nothing. So when you really need mm-hmm. it, so like the Gear Hulk version is a lot better when you don't want creativity all the time and like your opponent's like really good at like holding up interaction or something like that. And like it's a castable threat. So that's that's where I would put the mid-tier one. The worst version, do not play this version. It's the Atroxa version. The Atroxa version is real bad. The Worm version, I think, is the best one. I do think being able to kill your opponent is very underrated. Uh, apparently, I, was, I didn't think I'd have to say that, but apparently it's very underrated trying to kill your opponent with is it creativity, so... Try to do that. Play the worm version, please. <laughs> Actually, I I got a ambulance outside, but I do want to talk about something. Soulty Soulflare in eleventh place here. I think that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, no, and Soulflare is a Soulflare is a deck that I think the last time we've seen Soulflare like be relevant at all was um when people were trying it in uh the Neoform Atraxa deck. They were like, we need another Delve threat. Uh, let's play the Soul Flayer, because you can delve it away. You can also play Zatalpa, mm-hmm. and you can turn Atroxa into Zatalpa as well if you need a Neoform again, or whatever the argument was. It was bad, but people tried. So, th- th- yeah, this is another one that got a new card for it, though, right? Is the, uh, oh, what is what is the card? Um, hang Herbic on, scavengers. I'm lost. I'm trying to find the list. Yep. Yeah, Urborg Scavengers. Urborg Scavengers. It's like another copy of it. Yeah, so yeah an alternative flying, threat as well. Yeah. And it has so sick art. A battlefield or attack. Sick art. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really, really neat. I think this is maybe a card that, or a deck that could probably maybe see some resurgence in the near future. I know, I think Saffron Olive played it um, on his his stream a, a couple days ago. Yeah, I think, uh, I think this deck sadly has the problem where it had its time to shine and i don't think it ever will again mm-hmm. because we now have liliana the veil in the format so like edict effects are like common like semi-common i would say yeah. liliana the veil doesn't wait, see wait. that much play but like enough to be able to make the stack not good shielder's edict like you said as yeah well, shielder's right? edict also exists now too so big sad yeah. big sad some cool cards though cool cards definitely a timmy deck and it has a lot of those uh, dick cards that we were talking about. It's got Grizzly Salvage, uh, Vessel of Nascency, Grapple with the Past. That one didn't hit for so. so we didn't get to talk about it. No, it didn't. Okay, um, so my turn. We're going to talk real quickly about Hallelujah's God of Pioneer 11. Is that yeah, let's okay? go for it. Um, should, yeah, go for it. So should, can I do the 16 or just top 8? Go for the 16. Okay. Go for the 16. Live your best life. All right. All right, I'm going to go with the 16 then. So starting with the 16th place, we had Enigmatic Incarnation. Uh, then we had Blue, uh, Black Control. Uh, I'm guessing we have Black, Red, Midrange. Ignis Combo made uh, the top 16, which I thought was really cool. We haven't seen that uh, deck show up in a while. It says Blue, Red, Control, but I think that might actually be... It's yeah, creativity. creativity. Yeah, they, they mess up. That's creativity, yeah. Um, humans... Uh, Racto Sacrifice and then Black Red Midrange that uh, 
that uh, wraps up the top 16. And then in uh, the top eight, we had black, red, mid-range again. Uh, blue, white, control, blue, white, control, Abzan, Parhelion, Spirits. I think it was Azoria Spirits. And another creativity deck, uh, mid-range, and then another Azorius control. And what I wanted to point out from this weekend, this is a 178-person tournament. And we were talking, we were kind of crapping on, you know, uh, Azorius control the other week when, you know, it just had a horrible, horrible conversion rate. I would say that control is back at this point in the metagame. Would you guys agree or disagree? I would disagree. I still don't think it's that great. I, I think this is yeah. one showing where we can see, like, a lot of it. But, like, we're seeing three decks succeed. I don't know how many went into this tournament, but I, I, I there's just so many problems with blue-white, especially in, like, bigger tournaments. Because, like, in bigger tournaments, you do have to worry about going to time. And that is a problem with blue-white control, because if you just queue into the mirror, you automatically just get a draw. Unless one of you locks out, really, and like, win game one. That's basically it. You have to win game one and then pray if you lose to play game two and get a draw, or stall enough if you won. So, it just creates these really toxic things, and like, it's I, I don't think it's like a great choice, but like, I still think it's like a fine deck. I, I still think it's like a solid tier two, tier two and a half deck, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like gonna be it'll always be a mainstay because people love control but i don't think it's that great what what about you kevin do you uh agree or disagree that uh blue white control yeah i i said earlier like i don't really feel like i'm gonna be caught dead playing it i think the lotus version maybe can do a little bit faster just because it can kind of lock out the game and end it um but i don't think i want to play a traditional draw go control and that's why some of those cards like you know search for as canto we said or narset um are i think falling a bit out of favor okay all right. Well, um, that's all I wanted to talk about uh, as far as both results and uh, my topic of digging. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Or do you want to wrap it up, Kevin? No, I think we're uh, we're probably oh, just fine to wrap, to wrap it up. <laughs> all right. Well, then why don't you guys go ahead and do one thing for me? Why don't you go and follow us at MTG Pioneer? Not talking to our co-host. You're talking to you listening right now in your chair, car, wherever you are. Um, go ahead and make sure you're following us. Make sure if you are interested in talking more about Pioneer that you're following us on Twitter and going and finding our Discord there where you can chat with all kinds of Pioneer players. Yep. And you guys can find me on Twitter as well at uh, Yo Japan Hobbyist as well as in the Discord. And Ashia? You can find me uh, spewing about how uh, awful my deck's gonna be or how cool i'm playing a playset of carnage carnival this weekend in the rc you can uh see how that Ooh. ends up going hmm. um hmm. Hmm. yeah uh at dreams of ashiok on twitter all right that's gonna bring us to the end of our episode thank you guys so much for listening thank you all out there for being pioneer players uh we are the first pioneers podcast and we look forward to being your go-to source for pioneer information online your first pioneers are digging out